Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Look at you, Linda. Hang out here with your fly friends while I sit around you all the work. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown! It's the 8th of March in the year of our Lord 2001. Dido, no angel. Still six a weeks space in a row. Odyssey. Wow. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas recording from an ISTL lab many miles away. Seamless. Uh, Atomic Kitten, hole again. Fourth week in a row. And Hannibal is number one the chart for third week in a row. Elsewhere in less boring times, John Ruiz defeats Evander Holyfield by unanimous decision to win the WBA Heavyweight Championship. Certainly not boring for John Ruiz. I was going to say, John Ruiz is one of the most boring fighters you'll ever see in <laughs> your life. Is he really Dolesville? Oh, God. He would, like, punch and then grab afterwards, and you just have to pull up with that for a bit. So, punch and grab. I think Evander Holyfield just went, fuck it, you can keep the title. One <laughs> uh, via boredom. Exactly. Melanie Chrisom announces she does not intend to do any more work with the Spice Girls. Although the group denies it is splitting, it will not be active until 2007. Goodbye, my friend. They're going. When to become none. <laughs> That's even better. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is the big game uh, to some people. It's not really the sales figures, sadly. It's an interesting little experiment of it's a game. It's an amazing game, is Conker's Bad Fur Day. It does not get the credit that it well and truly deserves. Because do you remember when the first pictures of the Conker game came out? I do, I do. So the, the, when Conker was first announced, for those who aren't aware of it, so Conker was a character in Diddy Kong Racing. I'm Conker. Like, nice, wholesome Oh, I'm Banjo. Oh, Banjo. Fun fact, that's at Bull Buchanan's first appearance in a video game. <laughs> hey, it's Tip Top. Who was Tip Top? That was uh, Stephen Richards. Um, so Conker was quite like a wholesome squirrel character. And then clips of, like, Conker in the crystal shards or something. No, that's Kirby, isn't it? Kirby in the crystal yeah. shards. What's, what's... No, uh, Conker and the... Oh, Dirty, Seven dirty nuts, something like that. <laughs> were, yeah, you had the Game Boy Adventure, you're right. Conquer first game title. Pocket because, Tales, is it? No, 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 this is pre-Pocket Tales. Um, 
it was the original name oh. for, for Conker's Bad Fur Day. When they when they first put out the trailer for it, it looked a bit like um like a like Diddy Kong like yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong Country. It's like a like your standard sort of Twelve Tales, Conker's There Conquer, we go. Conker's Twelve Tales. And uh and and people just went, Oh, it just looks fine. And somebody, a rare, had a big old drink and went, let's just make it adult orientated. Yeah. I think what I've read is like they went, right, are you, are you telling us that we've done Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Donkey Kong 64, and now you want another cutie platform and anthropomorphic animal with an ice level and a fire level. <laughs> no, thank you. No, 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 no. No. Nine. So they're going to make a conquer a drink, drunken, pissy little squirrel thing. They made him like an alcoholic and, mm. and made him swear, as sweary as they possibly could with a Nintendo game. And just made all the bad guys just like grim, yeah. like the the almighty poo at the end. Yeah. just a big shite that you yeah. have to fight. It's very like school schoolyard humor, but the, as a game, some bits are really good and some bits are like, oh god. But it's an interesting experiment, nonetheless. Um, no, it did not sell as much as they thought it would. No. So, but got people talking at least. And funny enough, when they did the re-release on Xbox, uh, three sixty original Xbox. I forget now. I think it was 360 they did the re-release. Right. They uh, said uh, like it was going to originally be called Uncut and Uncensored, but then uh, it actually has mo- less swearing than the original. <laughs> Cut and Censored. So this is called Cut and Censored. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Cut and Censored. So, you know, Microsoft, uh, less inclined to have swearing in it than Nintendo. <laughs> and finally, the big news, Anne Robinson appears as a guest on an edition of BBC Two's Room 101, in which she nominates... Welsh people for inclusion in the fictional Orwellian Room 101. Basically, the way it works is they get celebrities to come on. They go, what what, what grinds your gears? What would you like to put in Room 101 and get rid of forever? And, uh, yeah, she put Welsh people in. She described them as irritating and annoying. Her comments provoked fury among Welsh, Welsh politicians. An invitation to appear before the Welsh Affairs Select Committee as part of their investigation into Wales's overseas image an investigation into the incident by the BBC Board of Governors. Uh, in addition, 427 complaints are received by the RTC. Uh, sorry, the, uh, British, <laughs> the Broadcasting Standards Commission. And the North Wales Police launches investigation into allegations of racial hatred. What better way to get us ready <laughs> for the next few hours of complete rubbish, wrestling, and then four game development cycles, I guess. We pretty much covered the, covered the gamut there of all the things we talk about. Yes. Then the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review. You're listening and hopefully enjoying the dulcet tones of myself, Matthew, and his wonderful friend slash presenter slash all-round nice person, Mr. Oh, Tom Campbell. Hi, friend. You, I just realised when you oh, were wait, doing... Are you doing it like Diddy Kong, then? Oh, hi, friend. How was Diddy go? I'm Diddy. <laughs> And then you unselect them and they go, Yeah, they look really sad when you move away from them. So every time I went over to, Ah, I is crunch. And I never played as crunch and I moved away. I always felt quiet. So you go, Little noises they leave. Yeah, you go, select them and it's like, Okay, press B. Like, You're bastard. Did you ever unlock TT? I unlocked TT and Drumstick. Oh, yeah, I'm Drumstick. Oof, that's how we talked. I'm Drumstick. I'm TT. That's it. <laughs> that's one of the best. It sounds characters. like Ross when he's doing his little voice. <laughs> I think there should be a character select screen for Cultaholic, the Cultaholic 
podcast, which which uploaded yesterday, which dropped yesterday, which is just all the lads, and they choose every week who is going to be Two frames of animation. <laughs> I'm Adam Pacitti. Hello. <laughs> you press B and he goes, go away, poor person. I also realised there where you were explaining Room 101, you may have given away the game that uh, it is essentially straight to hell, but without the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just purely speculation. <laughs> I told you to stop reading ringside news, Tom. <laughs> anyway, this uh, is uh, a lovely little podcast we do when we get together. We've talked about what's happening in the world of uh, reality, the ugly, puss-filled, um, Welsh hatred-filled world of reality. But then what Tom likes to do is set the scene. I do, but before I do set the scene, how are you? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you also ask me how oh, I'm doing. to do. Oh, Deutschland gesprochen. Uh, good. <laughs> uh, yes, I will be going. When this goes out, you'll oh, yeah, probably be, there, be on the way right. to Dubex Dub. Yeah, I'll be exciting. Be wrecking the plane by using my Wi-Fi. We're told not to use. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you've said there's a little bit of apprehension because Wait. this is the first time you've been away for a long time. If, it, if a plane flying to Germany, if it goes down, is after play the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, it, you know what it is? I've done very little these past two years other than grow my hair, uh, disguise my diminishing hairline, uh, come to work, see you guys, and that's it. I exist in this Newcastle bubble. Yeah. I have not done many of the things I used to do. Uh, I took for granted, and I didn't. I told people, and I'm not going to dub extra because there's too much uncertainty with uh, COVID. I had no idea what to expect. After everything else I've tried to do the last few years has been cancelled. And it was like, oh, okay, you can go to Germany now for the time being. And in fact, Germany has downgraded the UK's uh, performance from really bad to just bad. So, hey. so it's actually easier than it was uh, a week ago to get there. So I thought, you know what, I'd rather go there, even if I am going. Because my body, I, it only takes two weeks to build a routine. It does. So my body's, my brain's just going, you know what? You could just sod it off and just have a bath for three days instead. Mm. I'm like, no, no, get out, get out of Newcastle, do something you haven't done for a while, get out of that little thing, you'll be all the better for it help, uh, mentally. And Good even for if, because I mean, I've talked before when I went to NCL, like mm. the first time I went, went back to it, North Wrestling, <laughs> our local promotion that we low and love, um, when they did their return show, I went there and I was just like, I'm not feeling this at all. I'd rather be anywhere else right now. And I thought, wow, maybe it's just, maybe it's just gone. But then the next show, the next show, the next show I went, and it was like, oh, wait, I love wrestling again. You right. remember that yeah, you yeah. love it again. It's just taking a little bit of time to, to find the groove right. once more. I get that. It's so I know if that happens common. again, I'm over there, and I'm like, oh, no, Ugh, I hate wrestling. I can go somewhere else, like Aldi. <laughs> Would you have non-wrestling plans for whilst you are in Germany? There's a lot of friend, uh, a lot of friends to hang out with, right? Okay. It's, uh, there's so much stuff on the weekend. There's not that much to do, but we will hopefully. There's some stuff that won't be going to that you would be usually. So I'm going to see if my mates want to. Hey, just want to walk around and see the sights. Nice. So I ho- hope, I hope so. So you can do a little bit of sightseeing yeah. whilst you're in, whilst you're in the Germany. Yeah. That's nice. Well, well, I look forward to when we are sat back here again. You, uh, you, you regaining us with tales of Germany because yeah. I believe it was it was for this show that you went last time in 2020. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the world ended. So, so Karen Noir winning 16 carat was all the world needed to completely <laughs> dine at us. And literally, as we were leaving Germany, it was like, this, this, all events cancelled, all events cancelled. It was one of the last things to happen. 
in Germany before they went, oh, no, 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 we're looking at the thing going, okay, um, looks like the market crashed during, you know, Black oh Monday. It was like, oh, it was like, all right, we need to get out. <laughs> well, now you can make new memories there, nice new memories there. Yeah. That's what it's and all about. The funny German wrestling thing is to do with, uh, I've been told this by reliable German sources, The Undertaker, obviously we know he's the dead man, he's the mortician, mm -hmm. he's the scary dead dude, whatever. It doesn't really translate that well into Germany directly because an undertaking, it's more like it would do with work. So he is known, the little translation sometimes <laughs> on TV is uh, it, their version of, well, I'm in the ring from Death Valley, the businessman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just going to go amazing. Bye, honey. I'm gonna have a, some undertaking today. Oh, have a good, have a good time with um, the undertaking. Yeah, it's an undertaking. Yeah, the businessman. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm in the yard of the businessman. Like, wow, Germans went. Wow, this is some really good uh, satirical stuff here from the wrestlers. Yeah. Gosh, I'd never even considered that, that would have been a thing. I'm the businessman. <laughs> you will rest after you've done your invoices. First, you I'll pin you. Then I'll give you your P45. <laughs> what if they call it in Germany? <laughs> but anyway, so thank you for asking, Tom. How are you? I am good, thank you. Um, what's happened in the last seven days since I last saw you? Um, I had a really... I, I, we talked about this on the Raw review. Um, I just I had a real dip sort of end of last week. I got really quite, just quite sad. Just sort of bubbled up out of nowhere. And, hmm. and then... It's, it's fine now. Just had a weird dip on the weekend. I was crap company on Saturday. Um, so apologies to Alex once again. I was just rubbish company. Went into town. I just really just didn't want to be near people. Didn't want to do anything. But I tried to push through it. And then God bless Jack Atkins from our office, who, who we bumped into in town. And then we all went out for lunch. And it was quite nice. And, uh, and But then even Sunday, it just sort of came and went. It was very, very weird. Um, and bless my mum, who sent me the most random care package when I talked about how sad I'd been feeling. Like, sent me this random care package that contained, like, matey bubble bath, uh, plasters, vitamin C tablets, um, big pack of jammy dodgers, iced gems, and a bottle of Prosecco. So it's... Oh, everything a kid needs, if you And better. a sad lamp. What's a, what's a sad lamp? It's one of those um, lights that you get long before the ring lamp craze through through social media and, and blogging and stuff. The sad lamp was a lamp that you would put on your desk and it would give you sort of vitamin D rays throughout the day. They're very good. I oh. bought one for my mum years ago because she had sort of seasonal... Uh, sadness. So I bought her a sad lamp to have on her desk, and it really. So it's actually a happy lamp. It makes you happy. Yeah, it's yeah because it's a horrible name for something season, that makes you feel good. Seasonal uh, averted seasonal. Oh, sad. Right, seasonal right. associated disorder or something. So sad lamp, but it's just abbreviated. Ironically, a sad no, lamp that, makes you happy. What a horrible name. I know, isn't it? Though I'm feeling too good. I need a sad lamp. I tell you, what made me, and it didn't make me sad at all last night and it's a guy that we are soon going to get to talk about on this podcast properly i watched what, on netflix no i didn't watch <laughs> sorry no that's uh that's fun <laughs> uh I'm, I'm yeah that's that's a whole nother conversation now i watched on netflix guardians of justice starring diamond dallas page it is it's like somebody pouring treacle into my brain and I, 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 I just got hooked on it. <laughs> I think it, it knows it's crap. It's called Guardians of Justice. Yeah. And if you look at the trailer, it just looks like a kind of... Um, what's the company that made all those rip-off films? 
Asylum films. Asylum. It looks like an Asylum films production. Uh huh. But it's actually a full, well-paid Netflix thing. But it's designed to look crap, and it is a bit crap. Right. But I just I can't stop watching it. Like I we I think I binged. Alex fell asleep after episode two. She's went, ah, this is for me. But I love it. Dower Dallas Page in it is just great. Uh. Just as this, as this as this old superhero called Nighthawk. Which is a which is a, a pastiche of Batman, and uh, it's all about this team coming together, this broken team coming together in the in the wake of the passing of like of of marvelous man, like the ultimate superhero. It's all like it, it feels like a like it feels like a bootleg production, but it's clearly a high budget one at the same time. You've got to just just do you know what? Shut your curtains, open your mind, try it. You might hate it. I can imagine there's so many people that despise it. But I was just like, this is this is a trip. <laughs> I think this is crap, but I also think this is great. <laughs> Can't stop watching it. So that was that was me yesterday, the day before we recorded this, was was binging on that mainly. But uh, otherwise, nothing new to report. I did a sad and watched Guardians of Justice. That's been my Aww. seven days. Well, I'm sorry that you weren't feeling too great inside of you. I think yeah. sometimes you feel like you're, you're a cess, you're like your night's out and you're... You're hanging out with people like it's a mm. like it's a podcast. I'm like, no, Tom. Mm. You're, you're allowed to have a a two star social event because they're not reviewed. I am indeed allowed to have a two star social event, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and this and bless Alex, who's probably the only person really that I would allow myself to have a two star social event with. Uh, but unfortunately, it makes her think. Like we we when we went out. Um, and I was just in a, I just just a bit of a sad, grumpy, quiet mood, and then bumped into Jackkins, and I kind of like. <laughs> Pushed through it then. Yeah. You know, and then as, as after he left, Alex went, so is it me that makes you grumpy then? I was like, no, it's not you. It's just the fact that when I'm round you, I can be like, and I go, you know, and Alex has said the similar thing to me, like when Alex, when we're together, like uh, Alex is unapologetically Alex and I'm unapologetically me. And, uh, and so we see, whilst we both see the best in each other, we also see the worst in each other as well. And, and you are, were weirdly comfortable in being the worst with each other as well. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You get what I mean, don't you? You yeah, get what I'm you, saying. You end up, um, yeah, filling into the role that you're... Yeah, that that's and it. Sometimes like, oh, someone else, I can do a bit of the other side of me. And it's, yeah. We've had some of our best times together and we've had some of our worst times together. But I guess that's what, yeah. that's what a relationship's about, isn't it? Yeah, and longevity. Longevity, start, so. and we're sticking around. Um, as The longevity of... This podcast, which fast approaches, see the segue coming. Fast approaches its 80th episode. We're nearly 80. We've done 80 of these, nearly. Awesome. What are we going to do for our 100th one? Prosecco, some ice gems. Just going to get (laughs) back Prosecco and ice gems. Let's do that instead. That'd be nice. So, as Matthew was going to say about four hours ago. Before I went off and talked about my life. No, no, good for you for going. No, Matthew, I'm going to ask you how how are you? Exactly. We've got to do that bit. before Matthew, Greg talks us through this week's episode of SmackDown from 2001 on the road to the Viridian City that is road. WrestleMania 17. Um, I like to take a little look around the wrestling landscape and see what's happening in the week in wrestling that we are talking about and what an eventful week oh. this is. Monday Night Raw, just, just well, a couple of days... After a couple of days before SmackDown aired, the day the day after SmackDown aired, because it was mm. taking SmackDown on a Tuesday, um, Paul Heyman walks down the ramp before Monday Night Raw gets underway mm. 
sits himself next to JR and is announced by Jim Ross as the show goes on the air as the brand new color commentator for Monday Night Raw, replacing the departed Jerry Lawler. Who? Uh, figure four say, Heyman himself told friends he didn't want to do it, but was really in no position to be telling Vince McMahon no on his first day of work. <laughs> so by this point, Paul Heyman has been signed to be a part of the writing team. He ummed and ahed over signing that contract. He then signed the contract and Vince went, okay, you're also doing commentary on Raw on Monday night, pal. That's your thing now. And Hay was like, okay. Um, the plan as of press time, says figure four, was for Taz to work alongside Michael Cole on SmackDown and Paul Heyman to work alongside Jim Ross on Raw. Although there are many reports saying that Heyman has not signed a WWF deal, he's definitely finalizing one in the days before he has signed now. Mm. Um, Putting someone on TV in that sort of position without having them signed uh, is, a, is, a, is a frightening concept, but they've definitely signed him, so that's the main thing. Yeah. Heyman wore an ECW hat. He made constant references to ECW on the show and is expected to become a major part of WWF's writing crew. Now, an ECW pay-per-view is tentatively planned for Sunday. It was never officially cancelled, <laughs> but from the fact that Paul Heyman was on Monday Night Raw, we can assume it's cancelled. Like, no one's been booked, nothing like that. So this is the death knell of ECW. If there was no... If, if, it, if it was unofficially gone before, it is now officially gone. Wow. ECW is done. We won't, it won't be long until somebody picks up the rights to ECW. Mm. Say no time at all. And the debt. And the debt of the Dub. So where is Jerry Lawler in all of this bollocks? Uh, Jerry Lawler posted a very long article on his website this week saying that if you want to know how many real friends you have at work, just lose your job. He said the only people he's heard from are Jim and Jan Ross, Terry Runnels, Michael Cole, Steve Lombardi, Shawn Michaels, which he said surprised him, and Bruno Lauer. He noted that there That's are... All, all the people. All the people. All the people. He noted there aren't many real friendships when you work in wrestling, but a lot of businesses, acquaintances. Of course, he's been bombarded with response from wrestling fans. And he's noted that WWF lawyers have gotten on his case about him listing a phone number for fans to call the WWF offices on. <laughs> he asked people not to call, but they could send letters. <laughs> so he noted that Vince McMahon hasn't called but sort of defended him, saying McMahon's got a very busy schedule with all the XFL problems. Oh, more on that in a bit. Yeah. He noted the low raw rating. He said, it's certainly not oh. because I'm not there. Oh. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. Oh. I can't hear that man being sexist, Mum. Turn it off. I want to watch something else. That's awesome. Um, it's believed that if Lawler was willing to come back without Stacey Carter, there is a chance, and probably a good chance, they would take him back. But at this point, he doesn't seem to be willing, which is just as well, because Paul Heyman did a fab job on Monday Night Raw on commentary. Yeah. The one thing we love, and we'll see this as uh, time goes on, we won't, we won't cover so much of Paul Heyman's commentary, sadly, because he, he's pretty exclusive to Raw, apart from the odd dip onto SmackDown here and there. But the one thing I love about Paul Heyman doing commentary on Raw is he really works Jim Ross. Like, he gets him... He, yeah. you know, he, he, he pushes him right out of his comfort zone, doesn't he? Yeah. You love riding him, because obviously they commentated the game in... Uh... 1990? Maybe 1990? No, 1990. Um, NWA. So, yeah, they've got great chemistry. Um, yeah, it's always good when someone appears from somewhere. It's that Owen Morrison, oh. everybody! <laughs> 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 I 
Owen's trying to be really subtle. And uh, Owen's been on the SmackDown podcast once, and now he's. You can't get. You keep. You yeah. want to be on it again now, don't you? Oh, I get it. Owen appeared on the Colorholic podcast wearing a, an ECW hat. Come show us what you've got. Come show everybody on the on the uh, on the on the thing yeah. what you've got. He has brought with him. Look at oh. this. Sit down review. Probably sponsored by. <laughs> Not not Nesca. Oh, oh. Nesca sponsored by Chef Boyardee. Yeah, yes. Chef Boyardee it's coffee. A coffee granules. Mm, just like Mama used to make. Drive hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never apologize. Owen Morrison. Thank you, Owen. Yeah. For people. We will. We love yeah. you, Owen. Thank you, Owen. Enjoy your coffee. Please show the door properly. You're at Jangles. Jingle jangle jewelry. Thank you, Owen. I think he did a good job. I'm not sure he did probably. I think he did it fine. By the way, for the people watching that on the video, that was a normal size packet of Owen, and he's just very small. Yes, indeed. He is a very, he's a small man with a big coffee off him. Um, <laughs> like a small man and a long oh, coffee. coffee. Uh, so, Jerry Lawler uh, says, as you say, there's chances he could come back, but not, but unless Stacey isn't there. Da 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 da. Where were we? Heyman, yeah. Needle, and Jim. Yeah. He's good, isn't he? He's so good. He's so good. He I mean, works. Good memories of that. That's why the, the this current period is a tremendous one. It's like Heyman and Jim Ross commentating together. Uh, still those lines that stick in my head, like uh, Jim Ross just riding Heyman, going, "Ah, oh, here he comes now. He's a, he's a he's a pubic hair in the urinal of life." I remember boil on the ass of life and was another one yeah. as well. And and, it was like, oh, it's like, oh, well, whatever, Jim Ross, you need to step it up. And then Jim Ross says, "Yeah, whatever, Jim Connect can take your job any day." <laughs> And you could tell that Heyman loved it. Yeah. Loved working, Jim. I think Ross has had to say, he's like, no, I liked working with him as well. Like, just in case people knew, like, the idea that Jim Ross is all stuck in the mud, which I guess he is. No, I know. But like, he's like, no, no, he, 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 he can give it. Yeah, Jim, Heyman. Jim, Jim Ross Jim Ross has since said, like, he enjoyed working with, with Heyman because Heyman pushed him. Yeah. You know, he kind of got into a very comfy groove with Jerry Lawler sat there. And it's nice that somebody's come along that's shaken him up a little bit. I think when Jim has somebody there to get him going, he's the best there is. Yeah. You know? Like when Joey Styles knocked his hat off in 06. Yes! Yes! When someone gets under his skin. <clears throat> I love that clip so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul Heyman, uh, now the commentator on Raw, because he don't want to work Tuesdays! Uh, Taz is doing that instead. So Taz is now the lead guy for SmackDown. Uh, Observer saying there was a decent amount of editing on the commentary that Michael Cole and SmackDown, Michael Cole and Taz did on SmackDown. The feeling is that he's not natural enough. Perhaps relax is a better word with a forced delivery in spots and a fake laugh. Either Lawler made Cole look better than he really was or he wasn't comfortable with Taz because Cole's performance was not good either. Slated was the SmackDown. Hi. It's so brutal that it's like like, okay, Heyman, one damn fine commentator, but done it for years before this, uh, always talked, always talking crap. And then it's like, okay, Taz on the other station. Well, let's try to make comparisons. Yeah. Like, it's how cruel, mean is that? Near comparison. But uh, Taz and Cole obviously got way better. They just needed a chance to get the, com- uh, the chemistry. But yes, it needs to be mentioned, Taz is still doing his promo voice right now. This is not the Taz mm. now. The Taz you hear on commentary in 01 is what, Taz is going to sound like in 20 years' time. Yeah. So, yo, that's right. Here, Brooklyn. Like, what are we doing? My boy Joey Numbers. Yeah. I got my promo voice, Cole. 
Take, no, no, calm down, mate. Just talk normal. I quite enjoyed, obviously WWF did as well, those little forays that Taz had when he was a guest commentator, like if mm. Jerry got taken out and Taz would do like half an hour. Like, he was always good in those roles. I feel like there's a there's a different energy about him tonight. I, do, I guess because now it's his full-time gig, so like yeah. he's... He's probably, he could be overthinking it. He's now got probably a, a Vince McMahon in his ear, much louder than there was before. Um, they, will, they, they will ride this out. Michael Cole is another one that, you know, could easily, could, could do the, the, the gig on his own, but it's better when somebody is there pushing him. See McAfee, comma, Pat on SmackDown, who, yeah. was, who has actually made Michael Cole into a, a far better oh. play-by-play guy for simply existing next to him. You know what this is? Like, Jim Ross and Heyman and then uh, McAfee and Cole is... So my family gets retired greyhounds. Um, <laughs> wolf, wolf, move, move. Wolf, move, 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 yes. <laughs> More the wolf and less of the move because they're old and stuff Aww. like that. So, and when they pass away because of old age or whatever, then they just get new ones. And it's always interesting because they, they, they always do that thing where, oh, we'll just, we'll just stick with one for a while, you know, because we're old. And they'll have one and goes, now we need two. Because, um, <laughs> you know, you know what they're like. So one time, I forget because I've had so many now. But one time they had one. It was old, old lad. It was very, very obedient, very nice, just very slow. It's all right, whatever. And they're like, all right, let's, let's get another one. Maybe you're a bit too lonely. It's all right. And what they get, this old, retired dog greyhound, uh, a female greyhound, half its age. Um, obviously, oh. they're both being spayed and neutered, whatever, but the, that meant that the older greyhound suddenly went, oh, <laughs> hey, and started playing up but not answering like the, the owners because he's like, oh, don't, don't listen to them. You know, I run this place. Suddenly, he's an old boy chatting up a younger model. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. bless. So all it takes... Is a little skanky Pat McAfee or a sexy young Paul Heyman, and just look at these commentators go. Eh? Are we still life for the old dog yet? Are you suggesting that at some point Michael Cole might start humping Pat McAfee? <laughs> I'm not saying that, but if he did, who could blame him? Who could blame him? So, will more extreme names come to the WWF? Well, expect a few more, according to The Observer, over the next month. The only one that looks to be a sure thing at the moment is Tommy Dreamer. Although I don't know what they could do with him in the ring because he's taking so much punishment and can't do a lot. The schedule would be 200 dates a year if he was a full-time active wrestler. And The Observer saying in 2001, that isn't something that Dreamer could, could handle. <laughs> in 01 he was being written off I love pretty that. much it's okay guys you just learn how to do the exact same match every single time he was in the ring make sure you cry at the end yeah. and say how happy you are go to an independent company and goes you know what this place reminds me just of ECW <laughs> that'd be 200 pounds please like, so, yeah. <laughs> is it extra if he, if he cries I just wonder if yeah. I book him for something it's extra if he cries yeah. so with ECW dead there's now two major wrestling promotions in America, one of them well and truly on its arse. Uh, the Observer writes this week, there have been snags in the negotiations for WCW and between WCW and Fusion Media Ventures in recent weeks. Fusion originally agreed to a purchase price in the neighborhood of 70 million. They've lowered that now to 50 million because they looked at the books in January and went, fuck off, because they are really in a bad yeah. place. Um, there are estimates that the company at this point is losing anywhere from five to seven million every month. So Fusion are suddenly a little, getting a little cold feet about it. There's also the possibility that uh, if the sale doesn't go through, 
uh, the company would just simply fold after spring breakout uh, th because now there's there's uh, Dave says there are upsides and downsides to WCW just folding. The upside being um, if the company just disappears, they won't have to honor any contracts with WCW talent, so they can just go, "Oh, you're a free agent now. Come on down." Obviously, there are wrestlers that are signed to Turner. To, to TNT, to, to the actual network. Mm. And there are more on those as we get to those. Um, so that would mean that you could pick up some, you could pick up some, some, some decent wrestling talent at bargain <laughs> prices. WWE shop, it's like <laughs> closing down sale. Basically, yeah, you could basically get a WWE fire sale in yeah. a couple of weeks. Buy Sean O'Hare, get Chuck Plumbo, absolutely mm. free. Um, the downside of this would make all wrestlers free agents, as we said. It would allow WWF to cherry pick the ones they want, and whoever picks up whatever's left of WCW, uh, it would just be the wrestlers that nobody wants, which is difficult to sell um, to anybody, less so another TV company. This is the other sticking mm. point. And it's such a, a small note on here, but it's really what will eventually break the back of this deal. Uh, the other downside, says Dave, is it's likely without buying the company, they wouldn't be able to get what are still valuable primetime slots on TNT and TBS and force them to attempt to cut deals with other networks. Timing-wise, this may be difficult as pro wrestling is cycling downwards. So I hope WCW keeps that TNT and TBS deal because without it, they're fucked. Let's hope they keep it, eh? It's like those disaster films set in like actual events where it's like on the Titanic and they're like, mm. should we be nervous? And the cub's like, nonsense, everything's fine. With that and iceberg's like, uh, tiny. Uh, it's getting bigger. Iceberg schmiceberg, <laughs> as they say in the Navy. Uh, yeah, I think the funniest thing of all that is it says, that, well, WF can cherry pick whether they like for this rule. And I'm like, even with that, and even with the bargain bin prices, Sean O'Hare still got a job. Mm-hmm. That's the craziest thing about that. Even with all this going on, Buff Bagwell signed a two-month ah. contract extension. <laughs> extension? Oh, thank God for that. He's not even still... Like, the company's, How did that work? The company's they... sinking. What? Thank God, let's get Buff in quick. How did they... He must have known somebody in the office. That yeah, he must, he must have. Just have. Gone, Hang on. Just buy us two months, mate. He's he... like one of those people that, like, the president gets to get out of prison at the very end of his tenure. <laughs> Basically what that is, isn't it? Thank you very much for the four years. Um... Uh, McGaffey could be let out. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure... Hey, look, I'm sure that, that Turner... I say McGaffey. I mean, McGaffey. I mean, don't say Pat McGaffey. Mugabe. <laughs> I was going to say... John... Yeah, Pat, famous war criminal, <laughs> Pat McGaffey. Famous war criminal, Pat McGaffey. Sorry, that's a, that's a cold-like podcast joke. So. Uh... <laughs> yeah, for some reason, Jack brings up, like, Robert Mugabe wherever he can. <laughs> I'm like, he, why? He, he, know, he does that, doesn't he? I think he, just, I think he like, read, watched a YouTube video of him or something. <laughs> he watched a war crimes video once. Like, <laughs> the so best. But, <laughs> he's got the little shades on. But look, here's the thing. Let's not worry about TNT and TBS getting uh, rid of wrestling. I'm sure it'll be fine. No, I can't. I, I don't see any issues. I don't see any signs that they're, they're keen to get rid of wrestling. So I think it'll be fine. Um, unrelated <sighs> bit of news. Unre unrelated bit of news. Time Warner is moving to settle as many lawsuits within WCW as possible this week. Uh, Jerry Sags of the Nasty Boys had his case settled, uh, claiming a career-ending concussion. Uh, only last month it was settled. That happened in 97, I Jesus. Um, I heard Kevin Ash talk about that, and he said, um, he said people to support him, but he like named the, the boys, the wrestlers, 
in the lawsuit it was like this is also against them and they went oh no 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 if, if mm. doing it against us then no we can't help you then sorry about that yeah. but basically any outstanding lawsuits with wcw um they're going to get them sorted this week again i wouldn't read anything into that i'm sure they're just getting their house in order uh, quite the opposite of a house in order uh, for the insane clown posse this week wow okay go on uh, 7th of March, Shepherdsville, Kentucky. ICP had a show cancelled after a bomb threat, which led to a mini-riot. There had been controversy leading up to the appearance. Uh, religious groups in the area didn't want the ICP in town. The show went on with a 1,000 people there, but the band left the building after word of a bomb threat. When it was announced the show was cancelled with everybody in the crowd still, everyone just started fighting. Oh, yeah, that's a... Ooh. 50 police officers or more had to pepper spray to clear the building. There were six arrests. Uh, Vampiro was doing the show with them, but apparently he got out as well. So that's good. <laughs> uh, I've got a few more little... Um, I've, got, I've got two more little bits. Is that there's, a, there's a big bit about... A, but I'm going to save that for when we are into the SmackDown review because I'm realising the news bit's very long in the tooth this time. Like it always is. Good, that. Context is king. Slim Jims is pitching to Fox Radio Network to have Randy Savage do a weekly national radio show. Why the fuck didn't this happen? Oh, man. Randy Savage doing a weekly radio show? Let's get the travel here. Why didn't that happen? Amazing. This this hour-long advert is sponsored. What's it supposed (laughs) to be? Sorry, two seconds. Slim Jims is sponsored by Slim Jims. Yeah, sorry, one of the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this slim jim hour is advertised by slim jim and also blue chew <laughs> woof woof blue chew woof woof blue chew <laughs> do you want to rent your home <laughs> sure you do save money with savage Come round for a cup of coffee in the big time. I'll have to make it myself, though. <laughs> He's making his own... <laughs> He's making his own cups of coffee in the big time now, oh. <laughs> It sounds like Statler and Wardle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So some accents get confused and go left and right at the same time. Uh, tiny, okay. bit, tiny bit of snake bit roster news. Bob Ollie's out for two weeks. Uh, he's oh, swelling no. in his C5 and C6 vertebrae. You sunk my battleship. And he's still got tingling in his arm after that moonsault from Angle back in the day. Uh, K-Quick's out with a broken rib three weeks. Do we see him again? We do. Ah. He, is a, he is definitely a player during the invasion. Ah. Uh, a few other injuries which we'll get to as the show goes on. Uh, on Heat before SmackDown, Ninja Girl was unmasked. <gasps> we haven't seen Ninja Girl that much on SmackDown. She popped up once, then we saw her at the pay-per-view at No Way Out. Thank you for downloading the watch song, by the way. Thank you. Um, she was unmasked as, who was it? Tori with one R. It was always Tori with one R. Hey. There was never any doubt. Um, so she got unmasked and then just vanished, and that's that. Uh, Ross Report says Tori, the Ross Report says Tori is going to be added to the list of trainers for Tough Enough, which uh, begins taping this month. Oh. So she's going to go off and do that. But that okay. was the, the main occurrence from Heat. This particular week, let us now go over. Oh, my turn. This side of the room to one a Matthew Gregory. That's right. And he will guide us through SmackDown for this particular week in the year of our Lord. <laughs> He's not wrong. Whatever it was he said, it's not wrong. <laughs> Whatever he said is not wrong. Ah. Ah. 
in the what a great podcast. Thank you. In a <laughs> in the uh, dramatic <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> In the, uh, in the, thank you, Tom. In the uh, impression to Matthew. <laughs> yes, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Uh, Deb, Deborah yes. shows up. The you're, you're man. All the doors that open in Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want a super cup of Hitchhiker's Guide oh, no. with all the doors <laughs> replaced by Matthew on the Cold Alec podcast going. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> oh. What's funny is because time is a construct of human perception. You've heard the, the SmackDown podcast now. You're recording it after this, so every time now you go, ah, you're going to think of the doors of Hitchhiker's Guide. Me. <laughs> anyway, carry on, mate. It's a good job. Lots of old nerdy people. <laughs> Thank you, old nerdy yes. people. Deborah shows up to visit man's office to basically go, hi, I exist. And did I mention I'm married to Steve Austin in real life? So Vince says, hey, I got a great idea. In the interest of fairness, Debs is now managing The Rock. <laughs> this frustrates Austin enough to team up with The Rock to take on Angle and Triple H in the tag team main event on Raw. However, Debs distracts the referee when Austin has the pin, which allows The Rock to steal the victory. Austin is unamused. We also hear Heyman's voice on commentary for the first time. Hopefully Tom has mentioned this. I have. There you go. We're a professional. Uh, Woody wee, woody woo. We're in the MCI Center in Washington. Before we get into that bit, just, just with that video package, just to quickly mention it, and we'll talk more about it as the show goes on. Um, there's two types of people. People that fucking hated the fact that Deborah got put into the Austin Rock story and liars. <laughs> it was bullshit, wasn't it? We, can, we, can we begin a blanket acceptance that adding Deborah to the biggest WrestleMania match of all time was a bullshit decision. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. No disrespect to Deborah, but it was a bullshit decision. Because it's like, hey, it's Deborah. You're like, oh, hi, Debs. It's like, I'm in the main event. Like, oh. Okay, you? Imagine somebody making the most perfect apple pie from scratch. And then Not pie, goes, please, Tom. Okay, chocolate cake. Okay, the most probably. perfect chocolate cake from scratch. Perfect, that is. It's perfect in every way. The measurements are right. The size is right. Brilliant. Just got a bug of sausage at the top. <laughs> now we can't have it. Lillian, do you like cake? <laughs> yes, Rocky, I do. Cake means bottom nowadays. The Rock is going to eat your ass tonight. When a man or a woman... <laughs> the Rock's going to eat your bum. When, 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 when people say cake, like they've got cake, it means they're a man or a woman... Has a, a lovely thick the cake bottom. caked up. Okay, yeah, a nice thick bottom. It's always now weird whenever I go into a bakery. Because I just, that's just all I think about. It's having some nice cake. Like cake. Carry on with the Smackdown. That's got to be cake. <laughs> Taz and Cole are commentating from the start. Hey, Joey Numbers over here. <laughs> A Rock versus Hakum Rikishi in a handicap match is the main event tonight. And we'll find out who the new commissioner is tonight as well. Okay. What with Al Snow vying for it after Mick Foley's just gone home to watch TV. And also that means the lieutenant commissioner, Debs. Remember that? Mm. I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, that's, she's, she's gone, I guess, because no, the world is just not ready for 
Al Snow and Debs. Well, on the on Raw, she that was the whole the whole impetus of her joining Rock as uh, Rock's manager was her resigning as lieutenant commissioner. So I respect to WWE who have a history nowadays of just yeah. forgetting stories, just going, ah, oh, no one cares. The fact they even tied that little loose end up, yeah. I was grateful for. Thank you. It took it took 12 seconds of a two-hour broadcast. Yeah. And you did it. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> it's just like, you're the lieutenant commissioner? <laughs> yeah, as we all were. Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah. We're looking for something for you to do. Do you want to be the ninja girl? Oh, that's, sorry, that role's been taken. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Harleys are here, and, oh, wait, they're the new tag team champions. Wow, that's nice. They're taking on the Dudleys, defending the titles. On Raw, getting informed that Duds got chair shot by Edge and Christian when Devon was getting the tables out of revenge for putting Edge out of action. So it cost them the tag team titles now mm. in this feud that will never end. Taz is already talking at the wrong moments, and he has to stop when Tony Chimmel announces things. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, His it. promo voice sounds like he's just smoked an entire chimney. <laughs> uh, the poetry in motion stuns the duds, and we get lovely hot actions expected from these two teams. Leader lands a beautiful Frankenstein off the top onto Bubba for two. Devon dodges Whisper in the Wind to get nailed with 3D. One, two. No, wait, here's Christian to pull the referee out, so Devon nails him instead. Matt lands a neckbreaker onto Bubba, which I think was supposed to be a twist of fate, but it was just a standard ass neckbreaker. Good enough for the win. Uh, lovely stuff here, followed by Christian taking the WhatsApp and powerbomb through a table. Yeah, we've watched a lot of Dudley's versus Harley Boys matches, and this was one of them. Yes, and, and we are looping back round to Edge and Christian, the Harleys and the Dudleys once again. I kind of hope that maybe, you know, there's, there's part of you that goes, after all this, all this time you've, you've, you've been and done other stuff, you know, you find each other again. I guess the, the chemistry is so good that you can't avoid it for WrestleMania. So we're building towards a very familiar friend for WrestleMania. Um, when this episode of SmackDown went out... Uh, because obviously they tape it on the Tuesday for airing on the Thursday. Mm -hmm. Lita was in the UK. <clears throat> what was she doing there? She was on the Big Breakfast. Was she indeed? She was on the Big Breakfast uh, plugging Rebellion in May. Insurrection uh, in May oh yeah. in Sheffield. Um, Dave Meltzer says she didn't appear to know the date or the city, even though that's what she was specifically over there to promote. <laughs> I haven't found oh, the footage no. of Lita on the Big Breakfast, sadly. Um, I hope it's oh. as iconic as Yokozuna's Big Breakfast yeah. impression. He was only on the show because he thought that was what he was going to get. <laughs> and you see exactly the same joke. I'm glad one of, um, both of us were reaching for that very yeah. low-hanging fruit when that gift And I was still, like, like pushing Tom away. No, Tom, yeah. this cheap joke is mine. Michael Cole on commentary. Like, why was he so confused? about Rock facing Rikishi and Haku in a handicap match. Like, he was... It was like somebody had said to him the Ro in the main event, The Rock will face a bowl of lasagna. Like, he was just like, I don't understand why Rock's in a handicap match against people he feuded with. I just don't understand. But saying it so over the top, so many times, like, I just don't know why. I just... I just don't know. <laughs> why is that a thing? That's weird. Like, okay. I think because he's used to being the dumb guy, the smart guy, and I was like, why is that happening? Looks over and goes, oh no, it's Taz. <laughs> oh no, no, Cole. I know exactly why. Joey Numpers oh, told me. Like, Joey Handicap over here. <laughs> uh, uh, TLC 2 is going to be fun. Yes, it is. Uh, but it doesn't matter because the important thing the show that happened on Raw gets brought up now. Backstage, Vince McMahon brags about how great he is on the phone to someone until Deb shows up to talk to Mr. McMahon, as I've written here. 
Debs is unhappy with how Vince treated Trish on Raw. All I've put in couple of letters, oh no, that segment happened. That Tom's got segment. some pages. Let's hear what he has to say about this segment in case you weren't aware of it. So, on Monday Night Raw, uh, this is the week following Trish getting all that all that sludge poured on her by Vince. Turns out it was yeah. a setup all along, and Vince turned his back on Trish Stratus. Uh, on Monday Sludge. Night Raw, Vince called Trish to the ring and basically had her plead for her job and her forgive and, and his forgiveness uh, by making her strip down to her underpants, making her crawl across the ring on all fours and bark like a dog. It was uh, it, it woof, was woof, moo moo. It was <laughs> if only she did that. That would have been amazing. Um, the crowd, because it's two thousand and one like losing their mind as as Trish is being told to walk around on all fours in her pants and and woof um yeah the, but the, uh, the other authorities didn't take as well to this um TSN in Canada and Sky Sports one in the UK edited out the entire Vince and Trish angle from Raw and ended the show 10 minutes early. A major national restaurant tra- chain, says Dave, he said, I was asked not to name who they are, uh, but they're known to everyone and have hundreds of locations, uh, has its most of its Northeast locations been airing raw in the bar since the end of the football season. A woman was having dinner at this restaurant with her children. <laughs> Sat in this restaurant, roars on. <laughs> According to Dave, this, this woman went ballistic. Chewing out the manager of the restaurant. Well, why is she not? Did not have any soup? <laughs> she, she then sent certified <laughs> letters to the national office saying the establishment had oh. aired pornography. It was a really bad scene. The end result is the chain has now banned all wrestling from airing on television <laughs> in all of its branches. That's amazing. Why'd you get down with your kids? I said down. <laughs> I said get on your knees and bang like a dog. Come on, kids, it's wrestling. <laughs> well, the kids are like, oh, great. How's your chicken nuggets, Daniel? Bag and wolf, bitch. Hippity hoppity. Women of property. This has awakened something in me. <laughs> I want to now bark like a dog. Oh, no, I'm now a furry. Um, no. yeah, yeah, I think the worst thing is, yeah, like, you can see what they were going for, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, now strip, crowd, yeah! Oh, like, oh no, <laughs> this is misfired. <laughs> I don't know how Vince, who, I, I, I like the idea of Vince about it, in the ring, sit, standing there going, I don't get it. We, you know, the, I'm the guy that invented bra and panties matches and, and objectified women. Why are they cheering this? I just, it's Michael Cole again. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, so Vincent see a problem with this segment, of course. Trish spoke about this segment a few years ago. I think she's been asked about it a lot. Yeah, it's basically... So basically, there's there's two questions that, that wrestlers are tired of hearing about. Hey, Brett, what about Montreal, eh? Yeah. And hey, Trish, what about that time you bought like a dog? Um, in an interview in 2013, Trish said, my character did an evolution, but the women's division and the way women were viewed also did an evolution. So for that moment, I was like, yes, he degraded me. Then there was the moment when my character was like, I'm not taking this anymore. She stood up to Vince, slapped him at WrestleMania 17, the biggest stage of all, and moved on to become a full-time wrestler on her own. That's what Trish Stratus did. But for us, that's what we do. The women were simply storylines. They were on the side. Now we are a viable part of the program. And there is something to be said for the fact that this will lead to um, 
Trish yes, becoming a, a respected female. You know, she's, she becomes like the most improved female wrestler in the WWF in 2001. Like, and she, yep. she leads the way going forward. Um, but it's because we know WWE of 2022 and we know they, they tend to get bored with the whole thing of like, you know, finishing storylines continuity <laughs> an ending to justify the means um there was probably some concern of like this will this won't lead to anything especially when we see what happens with trish on this show but on this occasion on this occasion i can very comfortably say to you trust the process i can't normally say that very comfortably because the process has burned us many times as wrestling fans but trust the process and yeah. we will get there um, so there's some there's some stuff about the the Trish dog segment from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't see it when it happened, but I remember Paul Slam talking about it and going. Well, none of us did. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know how they got a hold of it. Then I watch it myself, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. In PTC. 2022 eyes, we know. I'm not sure if that's on the Peacock anymore. Is not one of the segments they removed or. Oh, it could very well be. It's, in I fact, might be talking complete rubbish there, but whilst you talk about this next I, yeah, bit, I'm, I'm going to go on the network and I'm going to see whether it exists. Uh, anyway, this this segment is worth it just be, just be, it had been brought up when, uh, as I said before, Vince is on um, that one show. Damn it, to one show. That show on HBO. Big Breakfast. HBO. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I love a big breakfast. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we're going to show this clip. I love a big. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what this wrestling's all about. Oh, don't. Take your clothes off your butts. That's out of context. <laughs> Vince McMahon says he has respect for women, but Trish is trash. Debs explained she made she was made the Rock's manager because he was upset she resigned as lieutenant commissioner. Debs wanted to be a manager again, so Vince thought that was best. Isn't Debs a career woman? I mean, Deb, you can go back to being a housewife if that's what you want. If that's enough for Debs. And she goes, no, no, I want to be a manager. And Vince says, okay, fine. By the way, that's a nice necklace you're wearing. And it zooms in on it. And the segment just ends. Was there a Pearl joke that the PTC had removed or something? Or that was a weird segment in general, like a weird sort of gaslighty segment yeah. where, like, Vince... I imagine this is kind of how Vince will talk to quite a few people backstage oh. that try and quit yeah. where you'll just kind of talk them around the idea that uh maybe maybe i shouldn't quit maybe, and, and mm. i think that's kind of what this was here um i can confirm Ooh, wait a minute i'm just checking uh there's, there's at least some of the segment in there and i believe it's all in there oh for anything because it'd be weird if they if they didn't have it yeah, no, it's all in there. It's all in there. So, right. so the, the Trish thing's still on there. Oh. Um, hey! Yay! <laughs> women objectification. Uh, Trust the process on this storyline, yeah. though. And at least there's a bit of like Vince going, well, you know, I thought you were a career, career woman. Do you just want to do stuff? And he's like, no, I want to do stuff. And it's like, crowd like, no. <laughs> we don't want... Literally nobody wants... Not even Deborah wants to do yeah. this. Deborah, and, and you sorry. kind of get that a little bit. In, I don't know whether I'm reading between the lines too much. But you kind of get that little vibe from all of the energy in this is that nobody wants this as part of the story. No, it's a shame because have you seen any uh, Debs when she was in WCW with Mongo? Yes. Oh, she's like the prom queen. Yeah. It was Fantastic. Cool. So I'm not crapping on Deborah just like, ah, woman. No, I'm saying like, no. Her character. She hasn't got a character. No, she's just she's ah. Austin's wife, Austin's southern wife. Yeah. And there is, there's more to her than 
Austin's Southern Wine. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Chris Jericho and his enormous hockey jersey. <laughs> almost as big as FIFA gear at the time. It was, wasn't it? Just, he loves wearing it going, yeah. He loves a big, big old hockey jersey. Come on, the Winnipeg Beavers, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Chef Boyardee, Smokin's Badam K, and Lugs Cigarettes and Pasta Flavoured Boots sponsored this <laughs> Intercontinental <laughs> title match. They, they've changed the wording slightly on the Lugs commercial, where they're now Lugs Shoes and Boots. Like, and I just, my brain went, oh, somebody's branching out. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Somebody's too. Ooh. Somebody is quite literally too big for their boots now, <laughs> because they're now doing yeah. shoes. Wait, I can eat in, or I can get it delivered. Ooh. <laughs> oh, to you. Look at you being on Deliveroo now, lugs, you show-offy Ooh. bastards. Oh, a garage. That's what we call it. <laughs> um, well, what do you call it? <laughs> car hold. <laughs> Um, he, they mentioned on commentary that Jericho has been a busy boy to put in the title everywhere. Mm. Perry Satin got an IC title shot on Heat. Did he? Just before this they said. They're doing little bits here and there just mm. to feed something like Heat so it stops bothering it. Stops under yeah. that leg going, MC's, hang on, yeah. MTV wants a bit of this. And goes, right. MTV and Channel 4 both going, the fuck, lads? <laughs> yeah. We've, we've bought this show. It's a shit show to buy. Let's be honest. Yeah, but the way I have hyped it up as like the best, the best show on TV. Lots of important stuff happens, and they're watching Raw and SmackDown going. It's not true, is it? Who got a Raw deal? Pun intended. Um, uh-huh. MTV slash Channel Four getting heat, or Hulu getting two hundred five live. That's a good point. That's like, a good do they have any, point. Do they have any ratings for that? Like uh, for 12. Hulu. 205. <laughs> 205? That ends up being why it was called uh, 205 Live. God. Sorry, NXT Level Up, as they call it. Yes, as Hulu, and now on Hulu. Oh, some please, people call it a, a car hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jericho's taking on Val Venus. 
If you sent Jericho a list, <laughs> I put it, if Valvina sent Jericho a list of his tweets he'd do in 2021, he'd have tapped out in seconds. <laughs> uh, the story is Cole has heard China is thinking of coming back and challenging Ivory at WrestleMania. And uh, Ivory commentating goes, rumors, 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 which is also her favorite Fleetwood Mac album. Oh, nice. Uh, Val Venus gets his sweet Blue Thunder bomb, which I loved as a kid and could appreciate now as an adult, even though Val Venus is a tadger. Uh, <laughs> Ivory wonders why China's book is there on the commentary table. Cole says, well, maybe you could take that and get it signed at WrestleMania. And Taz adds, yeah, with your face. <laughs> Taz. Oh, Taz. Bless but, him. Bless him. Bless his little cotton sock. He seems uncomfortable, but he's finding his he's finding his comfort zone. Yeah. Bless him. He's an ECW three years ago. He I think he's I think he's trying too hard this week. Yeah. Like as soon as, as soon as the right to sense music hits, has like, oh no, not them. Like, like, ah, you know they're having a match. They're now. the bad guys. <laughs> no. Uh Bull interrupts to take out Jericho at the outside, so APA appear to even the odds. However, the Steven kick takes out Jericho, but somehow, some way. Chris kicks out with a once fearsome finisher. Dan is face buster and Lion Salt to retain the title. Nice little match here, actually, to get over as many different things as possible. The RTC, Jericho, the APA, Ivory, China's book. China's general. <laughs> Not Taz, though, but... I bet you're asking yourself, though, Math, where's China? <laughs> Uh, Go on, get the map out. The observer, the observer says China is off TV at the moment because she is somewhat resistant to work programs with the women. So they're trying to oh, find that, a that guy. Was to now, work yeah. At this point, and they're building the WrestleMania. They're building her to win the women's championship, and China doesn't want to work with any of the women. <laughs> this will end wow. well. Wow. Uh, right now, there doesn't seem to be anything, any feud jumping. Uh, no, sorry, I'll restart I'll that again. China is somewhat resistant in working programs with the women and is trying to find a guy to work with her. Right now, there doesn't seem to be anything or anyone jumping at the opportunity. <laughs> Holly, what if I win the women's title? <laughs> and then what? <laughs> I'll just beat everybody up. We'll get so, back to you. So, yeah, so, so there is a, a, a title run on the way for China uh, for a division that she mm. refuses to compete in. I mean, you can kind of see a point because it was, wasn't was treated with any respect whatsoever at this point. No. So, John's like, no, nah, I don't want to do the dressing gown match or the baking soda match. No. Lugs in a pole or anything like that. No, I'm, I'm a respected wrestler. And it wasn't at this point. It's very, very slowly getting there. But go and see a point. Kind of like the idea of having a heel. To, but, you know, we'll, the hi history will write this story. But I like the idea of, of like China like turning heel. Uh, just being just this beast that nobody can quite yeah. master in the women's division, and it just and it forces the women's division to to grow up and graft and craft yeah. and get better as a whole, so somebody can knock her off a pedestal. Yeah. Probably Jacqueline. Mm. I would say if anybody, if you know, if you could fantasy book this, I'd have it. Just China just batters everybody, but Jacqueline is just there, and maybe China is like the only woman that China is nervous about is Jacqueline because Jacqueline's a Proper hard ass. Yeah. And then you have Jacqueline beat her. Yeah. That'd be how you do it. That's what I was doing yeah. back in the but day. But instead, no, she'll just turn heel on her fans at this match we get at WrestleMania. <laughs> turn heel on everybody. Oof. Uh, could Angle on Raw decided to break Scott do Hottie's ankle? He did. Because he's just not unheard anymore. <laughs> we will not see Hottie until June, which is awkward as his partner will be let go in May. 
More on that in later months. Uh, Scotty, yeah, because Scotty Duharty is now out for six weeks. Not with an ankle issue, though. He's got yeah. a neck problem with Scotty. But this 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 whole spot with him and his ankle broken writes him off TV. Mm. Fair play Scotty, who did a great job of like having his ankle look twisted and out of shape. Yeah. From the moment that the move got properly cinched in to like the stretcher afterwards. Mm. Like it was a it was a great sell by Scotty. Yeah. Made Angle look like a like a monster. Yeah. And then that coupled with the next bit. Uh backstage. Kevin Kelly, Tom's friend, asks Angle if he feels bad. And Kurt says yes, because it took him that long to break it. In 96, <laughs> it, snapped his ankle, it snapped in half in 10 seconds. <laughs> Grandmaster Sexy then tries to interfere in the interview. As we pull back from attacking Angle, Test takes exception and says he'll put Kurt down. Angle's like, I'll break your ankle too. It's true. It's true. And saunters off. Wow, this is really working for me. Angle is now a serious mm. angle. He's breaking people's ankles. Backstage again, just a text out. You, but you son of a bitch, I'll, I'll get you, oh, you. Uh. And then Tess is like, "You're small." Yeah, that was uh, it. Uh, like uh, Tess kind of holds back Grandmaster from getting the revenge that he wants. Yeah. And then as soon as Grandmaster gets dragged away, Tess goes, "I don't fight with you." Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, I liked. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, this is, uh, and, and he is a he has been a figure of fun on this podcast for a long time. This will end up being quite the marquee night for our boy. Oh, absolutely. Quite the marquee night for our boy. Yeah. More he's he's feeling really confident because he's been playing Conker's Bad Fur Day and his mum doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's rated 18. It's funny that he's, they, they bleep out swear words in it and there's a scarecrow that wants me to bring him <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> Vince is on the phone again. Let us know Linda is being brought to this here arena tonight by Trish. Mm. Ooh, can't wait for that. <laughs> By Trish, who got told to bark like a dog and, and cause that woman's dinner to be ruined. Yeah, but at the very end, yeah. So you, they, at the very end of the segment, Vince is like, get naked. And then the crowd, yeah, no, you know what? You've done enough. We're back mm. to being friends again. But Trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> Benoit sees the radicals backstage talking, and he's upset that they're talking without him. <laughs> These are the actions of a completely rational human being. <laughs> I, I do that now every time I go into the office at Coldaholic and everyone's laughing. I go, oh, what's this? Having a nice joke and nice, having a daft laugh without <laughs> yeah. me. Watching AW. That's a really good show, this. What's that? What, oh, what's that? You have an opinion that you're sharing without me there? Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll kill you. What's your opinion? He's like, well, I think Sammy Guevara's a good champion. Oh, you do, do you? Oh, that's good to know. Good to look at you with an Guess opinion. what? Guess what? Guess what? What, Tom? I think that as well. <laughs> I thought it first. Yeah. <laughs> Still my thought. Benoit says... Hey, you want to take? You want to talk about me? All right. Hey, Eddie, how about you take a shot? And turns his back on him like a dick. But the other radicals hold him back, and he just goes, "Come on, Eddie, come on!" <laughs> and then he's like, "Whoa, yo, yo, I'm like Grandmaster Sexy right now. Whoa, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, get you." And then Benoit challenges all the other radicals to come see him in the ring, <laughs> and the reason being that they were talking without him. It's funny, isn't it? Benoit rocked here as a dick. <laughs> a mental, mental dick. We, sh- we should have known Benoit wasn't the full ticket. Why will happen? Oh, anyway, um, oh he, um, he, he, he turns on the radicals. Oh, no. And nothing else. Damn it. He used to be so good. <laughs> uh, Steve Austin explains the plot of what's happening in the storyline to Debs. And God, does this not work. I don't <sighs> want husband Austin. See, Debs, I'm wrestling Rocket Mania, and you're managing him. And then Debs stares at a wall. <laughs> she does that thing like when C-3PO powers down in episode four. 
Master Luke, do you want to shut down for a bit? No, what's happening? I've been shot. No. <laughs> I expect at any point in one of these stupid promos with Austin and Rock and Dev, for one of them just to go, oh, fuck this, this is shit. Mm. I just half expected it, but no, it doesn't happen, sadly. See, Debs, that Rock, he's far away, but that Rock <laughs> is small. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 all right, Ted. That's a te- Texas <laughs> Irish. Said, I all right, Ted. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> this doesn't work at all. Two accents I can't do properly together in one. I hear you're a manager now, Father. <laughs> Should we all be managing? <laughs> or is it just managing people who my husband's feuding with? Because <laughs> the farm takes up a lot of my time. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Benoit heads to the ring. Now, there we go. Clear the air. Um, and we get the advert for the Limp Biscuit contest for a free WrestleMania ticket. All you need to do is Photoshop. Whoa, whoa, sorry. Uh, MS, or MS Paint. Oh, you got the hand, just some scissors and some print stick. Um, and you have the opportunity to get a free WrestleMania ticket, which does give us that one infamous dude in his little sign at WrestleMania, which we can't wait to see. We can't wait to see it. Michael Cole... Um, tells us about Limbiscuit's new album and he says I've got chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavoured water <laughs> and it's <laughs> out of this I world <laughs> said by somebody who's never heard the album ever and that's one upped by Jim Ross in 03 going here's Limbiscuit with their song A Crack Addict Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Amazing. <laughs> Which was the name of the song? <laughs> oh, Benoit's first opponent in this gauntlet match is Perry Saturn. Perry and Benoit have a lovely sequence with Perry. Very happy wrestling someone he actually has chemistry with. <laughs> he then nails a rubbish overdrive. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. Perry hits a shite overdrive. <laughs> to prove me wrong, like Benoit's <laughs> new shirt. <laughs> Crowd are not impressed and chant for Terry. <laughs> Even not, Perry... a, not at ringside. It's the bloke on concessions. Yeah. <laughs> Big Tez, they call Terry. him. Terry, popcorn. Terry. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, nice, nice to be appreciated. Yeah, love you, Terry. Uh, Terry. Love you, Terry. Uh, Terry. Terry. Terry Reynolds goes, Hi, go the way. Fuck off. We're talking to Terry. Move. There's <laughs> not enough Terry's in the world, is there? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Crowd aren't impressed to chat for Terry. This must suck, because Perry Sutton's bleeding from getting punched with Benoit. And I guess backstage is like, oh boy, oh boy. I get to wrestle my mate, wrestle them everywhere. It's so going to be exciting. great. Finally get to show that I'm not a shit ass. Messes up the overdrive. No one cares. He uh, lands a top rope superplex. Perry misses an elbow drop, allowing Benoit to come back and land at Air Canada for two. What's Perry doing kicking out of that? Is he Mike Bell? <laughs> Finally, Terry gets involved and the interference backfires because, of course, and the crossface ends that. This then sets up Benoit Malengo, <laughs> which is just can't miss, right? You'd think so. Malengo heads out and somehow, some way, these two ma- masters, these two five-star machines fuck up a German suplex. Oh, my God, they bollocks that, don't they? They sure do. Benoit gets a rare reverse suplex instead to make up for it, I guess, and... Then, whilst getting a sunset flip, he beats Dino in his massive forehead and lack of mic skills rather quickly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eddie then stares down Benoit as the crowd wakes up, finally. 
However, Satna Malenko land the demolition decapitation on Benoit before Eddie shows up, which is apparently legal in Gauntlet matches, and Eddie makes sure to get the Brain Buster and Frog Splash anyway to pin Benoit cleanly. Crowd was mixed, as they don't like Perry and Dean, but they love Eddie, despite the fact that he's sleazy SA. Mm, I kind of got the impression that this is building to Benoit versus Eddie at WrestleMania. Yeah. This and then we didn't get really that. obvious. But we don't get that. Yeah, we got a quick swerve, bro. Yeah, they, they, they swerve on a couple of potential easy wins for Mania, but we'll get to that. I thought, okay, shit overdrive aside, awful German suplex aside... I thought this was fine. This is good. This is some decent, decent enough wrestling and a great story told about how Eddie Guerrero just needed, you know, was wore down Benoit with his mates and then pinned him. Like, I like the idea of Guerrero being, uh, Guerrero outcasting Benoit from the Radicals. And then again, like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful story. You just have Benoit as like the radical killer. So you have Benoit beat Malenko and take him out. You have Benoit beat Saturn and take him out. And then a mania, Benoit Guerrero. Da wrestling, but no, they as you say, swerve, yeah. bro. We go in a very weird direction. Yeah, which is not not an unwelcome direction. Very weird direction. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, it's weird out <laughs> of the build-up. It didn't match. Mm. Yeah, the drapes didn't match the curtains. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, backstage, Vince is hanging out with Trish and his dead wife, Linda. There's literally a bit in a day. Of... Literally... A few seconds. You've played Day of the Tentacle, right? I have, yeah. You know that bit where you have to win the beauty contest and you have to go like <laughs> you have to get the dead stuffed body of the dead person and then put a wig on them and it wins. It's all I think about on a cylinder. You look at the stone items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the horse's teeth. The spaghetti for the hair, and he's put him next to him. <laughs> His dead wife. Yeah. What a twist! What a what a what an awful twist in the story that would have been if Linda was dead. It's just Vince going mad, just wheeling <laughs> his dead wife. Look at you, Linda. Hang out here with your fly friends while I sit around <laughs> all the work. You ever seen Catterick? Uh, uh, oh, no, 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 sorry. Oh, there's a character in it called... Um, it's just Tim, Tim Heaney's character. And uh, he's a taxi... He's a driver, and he keeps talking about, like, oh, my wife, like, she really feels the cold. Like, so I've got radiators either side of the bed, and she keeps feeling the cold. And for some reason, it's this weird thing that they keep coming back to about his wife's really cold. Anyway, at the end, we find out she's dead. <laughs> Oh. It's just, it's just, I don't know why comparisons with that. Just hanging out with your fly friends. That's grim. It's like, do you ever hear when people are like, oh, well, I'll call the doctor. I've been feeding my wife and everything. Um, she doesn't, you know, say, and the check's like, yeah, she's been dead for days. And it's like, oh, that's why I'd like open her mouth and force the food down her. Oh. Oh, eat your, right. Eat your porridge, Linda. All right. <laughs> you think you're so special with your eyeball falling out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
What have you been talking about with the radiators while I've been out, huh? What's the big joke? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... What a horrible twist that takes when it's... I know what you and your flies say about us when I'm not a... <laughs> Anyway, Vince can't wait for the whole world to see his wonderful dead wife, Linda. <laughs> so she's wheeled out like Kurt Angle's milk truck. <laughs> Vince warns, what a choice it been if she'd been dead for months. Vince warns the crowd, she's not feeling well and she's under medication. He reminds us. She's not well, she's dead. She's, dead. she's the ultimate not well. She'll get better. He reminds us he wanted a divorce and as a result, his wife had a nervous breakdown. And I'll put it here, break it down. No, 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 no. Over-medicate into something, fool. Vince tells us Linda can't... Your notes are, off. Your notes are, are out there today, mate, and I'm a big fan. Thank you. Vince tells us Linda can't move, but can still hear and see everything. Oh, God, I've been there. <laughs> Is that you sat on the bench in Amsterdam? I'll take your word for it. I wasn't there when that happened. That video of zombie Matthew in Amsterdam. Allegedly. <laughs> see so the joke is, Matthew's been dead for years. <laughs> this goes on for a while. What if you are dead? I'm just imagining all this just to keep me sane. That's a horrible What if thought. I am dead? <laughs> God, I don't need that type of self-reflectiveness at this time of day. What if you're just a figment of my imagination and the, I, I'm just, there isn't really a podcast. I'm just in a room where they just let me talk for an hour with, with figments of my imagination. Dude, Tom, I'm glad you have these thoughts. I have these thoughts going, what if I was dead and I just mm. showed up and people were just too polite? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Matthew, no one watches or listens to anything you do. Those are bots we've set up to keep you sane. <laughs> we, we've an elaborate system. I'm trying to figure out why you're not, like, just lying around, not doing anything. An elaborate system of pulleys. <laughs> Stephen Scotus does not exist. He's not real. This goes on for a while, like this joke, as Vince reminds us of the raw segment with Trish, that which we'll absolutely do not get clips of, even via lugs. <laughs> lugs for degrading women in a segment that people didn't appreciate. <laughs> woof, woof, eat your spaghetti children, don't look up. <laughs> That's exactly what lugs would be associated with, isn't it? <laughs> Vince removes Trish's jacket and lays it on Linda like she's a table. Ha, ha, ha. Vince then plays tonsil hockey in front of Linda oh, whilst groping great. Trish. I mean, these bits work so well, but also meant we get years of Vince re-re-redoing them with half the locker room. You know how we all, like, came down pretty heavy on Shane McMahon back in January? Because he went, here's a, great, here's a great idea. How about I eliminate Brock Lesnar and win the Rumble? Uh, and then what, Shane? Like, and then I'll, then I'll shoot fight with Riddle and then win. <laughs> and then mm, I'll throw okay. Kevin Owens out. Um, and we all got on his case for that. I mean, the apple don't fall too far from the fucking tree, does it? What if I kissed Tristratus? Like, wore her face off. Yeah. And then I'll do it with every blonde rest of the company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of women show up and they redo these bits and it's like... This is just about you now, isn't it, Vince? I know Linda is, uh, you know, she, she gets, you know, she, she's, she, she, she's dead. Um, I know, like, Linda gets it. It's wrestling. She knows how... But f there must be part of you that would just... Like, if, if it was, like, Alex and I, and I said, right, I've got this idea for a bit. I want you to come out of a wheelchair and watch as I snog another woman. Like, Alex would be, Alex would be like, well, if it's, if it's for the show, then fine, but... 
Also, uh, why does it, does does WrestleMania hinge on uh, you snogging Tristratus? Does it tip it over the edge? You know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, you say that, but in a way, you would be right any of the time. But as you said, trust the process. Yes, mm, it, absolutely, it works. The pop of the night. Understand it all. It actually does lead to the biggest pop in yeah. wrestling history. Cole says, "Well, does this man have any morals?" And Taz says, "Yeah, I think so." <laughs> Fucking Altaz. <laughs> anyway, Fucking Kurt Angle Altaz. versus Test is next. Test, who is somehow less emotive than Linda. <laughs> oh, wait, is Test dead? Oh, wait, yeah. No, we, we missed... Uh, oh, no, that's a bit later on. Ignore, yeah. me. Ignore me. This is non-title, which we find out in a not post-recorded Chimmel line, because I guess he forgot Test was champ. Can't blame him. At this point, Test is our champion. <laughs> champion of you, Europe. You watch your whole mouth, Tom. <laughs> Do you know what? That's that's some <laughs> that's some very much uh, that's a future that's a bit of future echo revenge on our part in it. Yeah. That he the, in the future we're going to take the piss out of him endlessly. So let's make him the champion of Europe. Maybe that's why he's the not... best wrestler in Europe. That's, that's why he's not good. He's at fifty hertz per second. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kurt, I'm not your pal. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate! <laughs> Boo! Wait, what was Boo's going on? You should be able to hear that, Tom. This is pre-recorded. I'm going to die this week. I'm going to die. My, All right, well, I'll drag arm. you out for WrestleMania if you well, do. My arm shouldn't tingle with me. <laughs> I promise to feed you the radiators. Yeah, drag me out of WrestleMania when I'm dead. Feed me porridge in front well, of the crowd. Tom's podcast, it wasn't the best he's ever done. He just lay there dying. <laughs> I give it three stars because I love him. Tom writing down, oh, this is so bad. I'm dead. And the podcast <laughs> isn't very good this week. As uh, a result of me being I'm dead. <laughs> very disappointed in my own performance. I'll be less dead next time. Listen, guys, someone else will have to do the news. I've been <sighs> dead for weeks. No, 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 no. No, it would be, listen, guys, I've been dead for a couple of weeks, so I can do the first video. If somebody else could jump in on the yeah. second, that'd be a great I mean, definitely... I'll still script them, though. I can only do one, I can only do one fill-in shift in BBC Newcastle. <laughs> I might be available for a second, depending on whether my hand falls off again. Sorry, I, I might be a bit late. It depends how fast I can wheel it. out this coffin. <laughs> anyway, test. Enough dead jokes, it's test. Here comes test. <laughs> oh, jeez. Test dominates the start before throwing angle at the ring post and misses... I hope you noticed this bit. An absolutely crazy charge. Mm. Test lands effectively a flying headbutt to the ring post. Words cannot do it justice. It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi used a force push behind him <laughs> to launch him as fast and as powerful as possible in the ring post. Just went smack into it at top yeah. speed. I don't know what he drank for the show. Like, it's like, I think the same thing you drank when you wrote your notes. Because <laughs> oh. there is, a, there is, a, there is a, an energy to test tonight, the, the likes of which we haven't seen in years. Oh, trigger the lugs juice. <laughs> Kurt Angle takes apart Test until Uncle Slam connects and only gets two because Test, that was the Patriots finishing move in 97. <laughs> Big boot misses. Test evades the Angle Slam before getting dumped outside. Whoa, this match got hot all of a sudden. Kurt Angle bonks the European title over Test's head, which does either 1.5 or 1.75 damage to the Yanks, depending what year it is. <laughs> Oof. I remember writing that. 
So as good as the pal joke. To allow Angle to pal land a beautiful moonsault for two. What is this match? Tess is kicking out a belt shot. He's kicking out the moonsault. Kurt Angle evades the Angle Slam a second time by shoving him into the referee. Low-blowing Test and nailing the Angle Slam to win. God, Kurt needed everything to beat Test. What a match. Then Sexay shows up wanting revenge, but stomps Kurt too many times, so Kurt Angle gets the ankle lock on Sexay. He's about to break his ankle before Tess breaks it up and big boots Angle out of reality. <laughs> what the hell? This was great. This is one of Tess's best matches. Yeah. He is motivated. He's crisp. He's fresh. Even the Observer this week said Test upped his stock in the company this week. He was only shit. And now he's less shit. But even like people backstage have gone... Fuck yeah, that's yeah. that 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 test can take over the yeah. world. They're both uh, Funk and Dojo graduates, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. They are. I don't remember that fact about Test being in the Funk and Dojo because there was one photo in World of Wrestling magazines of Kurt Angle, Val Venus, Albert Test, Edge and Christian, I think. Edge and Christian were there. Yeah. Uh, Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to everyone in the Funkin' Dojo? Maybe that's a video. Yeah. Just putting that. They all had great matches together. Oh. Great chemistry. Um, great, hmm. great match. The best match of the night. Absolutely. But it's well test. Done. Well done, test. Well done. Yeah, test. well done. You win the golden banana. You win our golden banana oh. this week. <laughs> For the, and because Test did so well in that match, reports say that because he did so well in that match, he was allowed to go to Toys R Us on the way home on the big industrial estate, and he could pick out any N64 game he wanted. <laughs> Out the big box. Yeah. The big, oh. and you take a little, but then you couldn't reach the box. And yeah. You have to take a little piece of paper. <laughs> Not even Tess could reach them. <laughs> you take that piece of paper to the uh, to the front where they get it from that mystical back area. Yeah. That was it. Oh, oh. I miss Toys R Us. Now. And they're called Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Terrifying engine. I like the theme tune because they it's because they gave up on it. They they were writing this theme halfway through. There's millions of Jeffrey all under one roof. What's next? Um, it's called Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. <laughs> they like songs. They just keep repeating the chorus over and over again at the end. Like you heard them, this corrosion by um, Sisters of Mercy. No, the I full version goes one. ten minutes long, and it's like it just goes. Say hey no hey no, oh, this corrosion. That that's said about nine hundred times. Really? It's a really good song, but it's it's like towards the end you're like I don't want to hear this song again. It's like Hey Jude. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's much better. Why not pick the Beatles? This is a corrosion. <laughs> Speaking of corroding, Al Snow is here hey. with a commissioner shirt uh, and tells someone on the phone to watch a show tonight because he's winning the commissionership. Then some dwarves say things, and I guess that's the height of comedy in uh, 2001. There was a line in this um, bit that I ended up having to look up. Because uh, Al Snow was saying to, I think, I think he was talking to Mick Foley on the phone. I think that was the blindness. Oh, okay. And Al Snow said, "I'm feeling pretty beat up. I feel like the suitcase in the gorilla cage." And I'd probably, is that a turn of phrase? Like, I've no, is that a joke? I was yeah. pretty good with the jokes. So I looked it up. I just typed in suitcase in the gorilla cage into Google. Uh, and if you're an American, you already know where this is going. It turns out it's a commercial from the 70s for American tourist suitcases. They did two versions. They did, a, they did an advert in the 70s, and they definitely did one in the 80s. And the advert shows the durability of the suitcase by putting the suitcase into a gorilla cage. And the gorilla just throws the suitcase around, jumps on it, 
smashes against it, bangs his head on it to go, hey, these suitcases are durable. Oh. So if you are from the United Kingdom, you watch these shows with us on the WWE Network, and you were curious as to why Al Snow said, I feel like the suitcase in the gorilla cage. Now you know that's where it's from. Yeah, from- yeah but that's, that's not important to me. That's, that's a gorilla. How, how well does it fare uh, against United Air staff? <laughs> the real scourge of airline that's right. travel. There you go. Uh, Al Snow, so, by the wait, way. Despite all my rage, I'm a suitcase in the grill <laughs> cage. That's beautiful. And that's more wrestling related than ever. Sorry, um, go on, Al. This, um, one more quick Al Snow note. Uh, this week he signed a four-year contract extension. What? Um, he's been telling people that this is his last pro wrestling contract. The current, op- the current owner and operator of Ohio Valley Wrestling in 2022, Al Snow, in 2001, saying, I'm nearly done with the wrestling. That's, that's him ringing to go, hey, <laughs> mention me on Straight to Hell. <laughs> Give me a nod on Straight to Hell, please. Did you do a Hell Freezes Over joke? Um, no, no, I've been to the Eagles. I've seen the Eagles concert, Hell Freezes Over. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't know what you mean. Al Snow. Oh, because of Snow! Ah, uh, yes. Get it now. It's because of snow. Yeah. It's because of the snow. Yeah, I've, I remember when you were a Boston Earthworm Jim. <laughs> what? Sorry, I can't hear you very well. You're talking shit. Okay. <laughs> we got a sneak peek of the version 1.0 of the My Way hype video. Oh, I forgot there was a yeah. pre-highway one. Right. That's exciting. It's missing the intro and segments we'd know and love. I still get goosebumps. Oh, my God. Thank God WWF paid the money to keep the oh. rights to this. Because yeah. there's a few... There's, um, I mean, it does explain why later on we hear some other Limbiscuit music, because I think they must have just gone, yeah. we will pay for your music for this show. Um, but, yeah, thank God they kept the rights, because they do bin off quite a few mm. uh, music rights and stuff in some video packages, but they couldn't get rid of my way. No. Anyway... Here's the Duke Privy Council himself, <laughs> Willie Regal, Esquire, the man who Chris Eubank advised to tone it down, please. Uh, <laughs> Regal says, like George Washington, he cannot tell a lie. He insists he will listen to the fans. Taz says, well, he's English. That's part of America, ain't it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Taz. Oh, that wacky stoolie. God Taz. love Taz. Snow has his dwarves hold up pro Al signs. Hornswoggle is on Fox News protesting this as we speak. How dare you insinuate that dwarves would ever have the taste to say pro Al Snow things. <laughs> Regal feuded with Al a few months ago and must be thrilled to go back to teaching Snow how to wrestle. <laughs> I've actually put there, he's got Snow Clue how to do it. Hey! That's not that good, though, so I'll move on, not say it. The dwarves hold on to Snow's legs on an attempted superplex, allowing Snow to get a crossbody. Crowd likes that. Regal lands the Arn Anderson turnaround and bonk head spot, which is one of my least favourite spots of all time. I think that's where Regal comes a cropper a little oh, bit. Oh, maybe then, yeah. yeah. Because um, he gets a bit of a shiner in this He match. does, I. Uh, the dwarves distract, allowing Regal to land the cutter and pin Al. Regal then suplexes a little un as Taz laughs like a, a drain cleaning. <laughs> Taz having a lovely night watching. Which means he's the, officially the commish. He is indeed. The beginning of the Regal regime yep. is tonight. And what a lovely time this is with William Regal in probably the role he was born to play in the WWF as the commissioner. Yeah. Like he is one of the best commissioners that the WWE slash WWF will ever have. So yep. I'm sad that we didn't see Al Snow in that role, but I'm happy that it's William Regal. Yeah. Uh, Triple H wearing that awful orange and blue shirt of his shows up with Steph. 
They take turns mocking Linda with Triple H going, Hi, Mom! And her face, which we call character building. <laughs> they leave and she goes, Bye, Mom! <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon is very happy with Regal's performance, even though... Al gave him a shiner. It's a big one. Mm. Um, and I'm like, bloody hell, Al, you first push him once and he still finds a way to stain the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah. Triple H is here with no feud currently. Talks about how great he is. I just I put here, fill in the blanks yourself. So if he's so great, why doesn't he have a WrestleMania match yet? I'm not only on top of the mountain, I am the damn mountain. Yeah. And the game. And the Mount, assassin. Mountain over. You're damn, damn. right, I'm mountain. <laughs> when Triple H gets that lucrative sponsorship by the, by the, by the yeah. uh, hiking clothing right. company. I am the mountain. <laughs> I am the sea. Oh, yeah. There was a biffy You can't t- take my WrestleMania match from me. <laughs> anyway, bong, dead man and crime and support our troops and legalize <laughs> weed ink is here. The guy who wasn't good enough to beat Eddie Christian or the Dudley Boys is here. <laughs> Out to rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yep. You've done it now. We've dubbed no, no, over no, 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 this no. thing. They've only been dubbing uh, Kid Rock. They've not been dubbing Roland. They have, haven't they? Yeah. I will Do- shut the fuck up. It's okay, Tom. He's been dead for weeks, Tom. He's still doing a good job. <laughs> still carrying his company and is, is rotting back. <laughs> I died yeah. a while ago. Undertaker says Triple H is trespassing on private property as this is his yard. Undertaker says bad things happen in his yard. All right, Fred West. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, wait, it's time of... Fucking hell! At the time of writing, I don't have a hall- pick for Hall of Fame. <laughs> I might pick Fred West. <laughs> oh this is getting rather heated. You'll know by now whether or not uh, Matthew put Fred West as his pick for the Hall That's of Fame. That's my thing to beat. Sometimes I'll literally put... When I used to write essays for college or uni, I'd type in midway through it, like, somewhere like fuck sandwich or something like that so I knew I had to proofread it sometimes we're like I won't I won't proofread it and I goes oh no I'll definitely put one of them in there so I'll have to go back and find oh. it to make sure I proofread it that'll be my way of saying right Matthew you currently have Fred West you'd better think of something soon <laughs> so we may not have got Fred West by this point be his wife instead oh my God. Undertaker says that while Triple H was scratching and clawing and screwing looks at Steph his way to the top Undertaker was already there yeah you come a long way in seven years, and he plays the game really well. And there may be a day when he runs the yard. Ha, ha, ha. But this ain't your day, boy. Undertaker says he may be an Austin Rock and everyone else, but you ain't beat him. You ain't beat the dead man. And if you try, I'll make you famous. Triple H pretends he wants to leave and tries to sucker punch Undertaker, but Undertaker is a badass and drops him with Triple H really running away. A good dad promo from Undertaker. I remember being quite pumped for Triple H versus Undertaker. Mm. I remember watching this thinking, what will Triple H do at WrestleMania? And then when Undertaker's music hit, I was like, oh, that's good. Yep. That's good. Because I remember in 1999, he does these weird little things in wrestling that always stay in your mind palace. And I always seem to always remember from 1999 when Triple H was in the corporate ministry and he stomped to the ring at the start of Raw. Him and Undertaker have been having little sort of cat fights, bitchy little cat fights, little verbals for a while. And Triple H just marches to the ring, goes, Undertaker, the time for talking is over. Let's do this right now. And Undertaker comes out, like, against better judgment. to go, I'm going to 
beat this little fucker's head in. And we never really got any true resolution from that. So I like that in 2001, yeah. like these two, have, you know, they've gone and done their thing. They've, they went and bought some lovely denim, and then they came ah. back around again, and yes, here we yes. are. Do mention it. Triple H is still doing the double jacket. Oh, he's double denim. And I think Undertaker, if, if I was Undertaker, just to piss him off, I'd do triple denim. <laughs> and they just keep building up yeah. the denim. Quadruple <laughs> denim. Arms out here. You're damn right I'm denim. <laughs> Denim over. <laughs> Damn right, I'm yeah. denim. Backstage, Rikishi guarantees a stink face on Debs tonight. Okay, pal. See, that was this kind of. That was the bit where Michael Cole went, oh, that's why this match is happening. Like, it was, no, it's, there's no other reason for it. But Rikishi was very excited to, quote, ride his ass into Deborah's face. Echoing the thoughts of millions. Uh, Rock and Kelly talk, <laughs> and Rock makes it clear he does not need Debs. Never needed a manager, never wanted one. Can Debs accept the fact that Debs can't stop, can't stop The Rock from beating her husband's candy ass at WrestleMania? He seems legit uh, yeah. annoyed about the Deborah nonsense. I'll put here, Rock tried, but enough about the Deborah. Yes. Uh, and we go something else that isn't Deborah that makes us want to talk about Deborah, which is the XFL <laughs> admitting <laughs> in one of these ha ha ha, we're saying this in a tongue in cheek kind of way, but we actually mean it. An attempt, this is a quote, an attempt to boost ratings, we're taking you into the cheerleader locker room next time. That did not go well. I love that. I love the blatantness of... <laughs> no, but really. Lit they literally say, quote, in a desperate attempt to increase ratings, the XFL will take you inside the cheerleader's locker room. The XFL, NBC, Saturday. Literally word for word yeah. what they said. Ha, 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 ha. No, but it's, it's, it's real. Ha, ha, but seriously, we are yeah, fucked. We're, Any we're, chance we're, you could watch. Like, like Davy Boy at Wembley, we're fucked. <laughs> Main event time, the Island Boys taking on The Rock. Aku starts off, but not even he's tough enough to take out The Rock. Keisha doesn't fare any better, but luckily Haku's sneak attack is enough. Keisha gets a chair to even the odds, but Rock takes it from him, and behind the referee, he batters Haku over the head with it. Haku no-sells it because he's Haku, and the crowd is stunned, but not for long, because they assume it's his giant afro preventing death, like the bad guy from Mr. Nanny. <laughs> is that too deep a cut? You know that... No, I'm no, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. That's fine. That's says, not too deep. Because Hogan talks about, I don't want to stick with me, the bad guy from Mr. Nanny threw him out of a, a building, and he landed in a yeah. pool, and they went, oh, he must have got wet. He goes, no, there wasn't any water in it at the time, but he, looked, he landed on his giant afro, and it protected him. That's why he's got a metal plate now. Ah. I don't know why that sticks out for Mr. Nanny. But... <laughs> That's a very random bit. And why that popped in my head. Uh, possibly CTE from watching these clear shots. <laughs> Rock gets worked over by the two big hard lads. Rock makes a comeback and lands Haku with the rock bottom to pin him. So as long as it's not a chair shot, he could be beat fine. Not yeah, here, that's but fine. This match wasn't really about the match, though. So Kishi, Banzai drops Rock post-match. And then he, he has eyes for Debs. Kishi sets her up for the ass-to-mouth in the corner. But Austin makes the save and about murders both Rikishi and Haku. He stunners Rikishi and then, like, kicks him out the ring, which I think is a nice <laughs> touch. Uh, and, but Debs stays with Rock because management, which Austin sees on the Titan Trinity leaves, and his disappointed face ends the show. What did you think, Tom? Um, I thought Austin was going to give Aust Rock a stutter at the end. I thought that's kind of what I was hanging on for. 
Yeah, just give me a big old poof. Nope, none of that. Um, yeah, I mean, weird main event. I, I hate the fact that they've added this Deborah accoutrement. It takes away from what is a really simple story mm. that you don't need to add these extra caveats to. So this match was really there just to sort of further that. I thought watching Rock and Deborah walk to the ring, it is basically like if you set a, if you set a manager on No Mercy... It's mm. that same. So the, the, the normal character motion will happen in the entrance, but there'll just be somebody sort of generically walking behind. So that's basically what we had here. Um, yeah, the, we're not long until this particular bit of the story is biffed off. Yeah. Thank God that Rock and Austin are in positions within the company where they can speak out against something like that and just go, this doesn't work for us. This is ruining the story. Vince, get rid of this, you dickhead. Because so many people in the WWE aren't in that position. Yeah. Where if there's something that comes on that doesn't work for them, they just have to just, 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 just take it on the chin, really. Yeah. And Rock and Austin were like, no, Vince, this is a shit idea. Mm. Vince, whichever Vince booked this, this is a shit idea. Stop it now. And they did. So we all get back on track in a bit. We do. And that was the end of the episode. So what was something that you remembered from this week? I remembered from this particular week, um, it was the the snog. It was Vince necking on with Trish in front of dead Linda. In front of Linda. That's the bit that I remember just because it was was such a grotesque kiss. Like big open-mouthed kiss. Really, camera really close in. And then Vince's little head snapped back at Linda, like, what do you think, you dead bitch? Like that. Um, Linda's dead, and I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) What did you remember from this week? I remember fucking Deborah. (laughs) What? Which which part was that? Oh, God. Even as a bit. That's what Vince did later. Even as a kid, I'm like, okay. Mmm. Austin and Moten. By God, Deborah, you're my wife, and I can't have you in the corner of the guy that I'm going to take on at WrestleMania, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, huh? I'm like, oh. Yeah, remember that. She's even in the match graphic. She is in the... Like, rock the giant title, Austin with his little hat, and then Deborah. What would the end game have been? Deborah Had... on a pole. <laughs> like, was, would Deborah have cost We're Rock the Deborah. match? We're going to put her on a pole. <laughs> Climb up and get And then one of us have to keep her. <laughs> yeah, the loser keeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, was the like? I'm curious, like, what Vince or and Co were hoping was going to be the solution here. Was it going to be that, like, Deborah as Rock's manager costs Rock the title yeah. at WrestleMania, and we all go, "What? No way!" The main event of WrestleMania is about heel turn Deborah. Christ. Well, thank God we fucked that off. Oh, yeah, don't worry. So we got something... Um, um, what did you sorry. forget this week? I've got two things that I forgot, okay. but I want to give you first shout. Thank you. Uh, Regal beaten Al Snow for commissionership. Ah. I always remembered, uh, like, just going, fuck it, you're the commission. I remember the match. I personally remember the match. I remember uh, the, the build-up to it, and I remember... I don't remember how this match went down, but um, is that what you're saying for your forgot? Yeah, it's it? the fact that Regal won the commissionership, got a shiner from Al, small people involved, and then... Uh, Gorilla in the suitcase, blah, blah. I don't remember any of How can Al be that unmemorable? He's got all the gimmicks. Yeah. It's like James Bond's car, and I still don't remember this. <laughs> I forgot the banger that was Test versus Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. An absolute stone-cold, iron-clad, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours banger yeah. between Test and Angle. The most motivated, awesome-looking Test 
a world, an annoyingly good test. Annoyingly good because if this was the test all the time, right. all the time, world champion, easy. Yeah. World champion, easy. But this isn't. It, it test is wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Why couldn't you be good? <laughs> yeah. Why are you good now? Why now when, when all hope is lost? <laughs> Why tease us with what we could have won? Well done, you just won the, the last five-star cafe award for Pompeii. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> we are back next week to do this all over again as we yeah. are on the road to the biggest WrestleMania of all time. The best WrestleMania of all time. Uh, if you've been listening to the audio podcast, you can uh, watch me going beat red uh, through laughter and you can watch us talking and you can be a future guest on Ooh. the podcast as well by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. It'd be lovely if you joined us there. What by if- the way, all the guests we have had on the show who are Patreon, they've been great. Bang on, bang on. More of yeah, you. Like, I'm being very impressed because sometimes it's like, okay, all right, me and Tom will have to work our way around this. But no, they've always been great crack. They've always been like, yes, I watch a show. Yes, I know who Test is. <laughs> You're there with all the gags. We love you. We want more of yes. you. Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Don't be scared. What are you up to this week? What's happening this week? I'll be going on Patreon. Going, where, where are you, bastards? You're in WXW, aren't you? I'm in Germany. Germany. So if you're in Germany this weekend for WXW, look out for Matthew Gregg. Just run up to Hi. him. Hi. Run up to him and, and do a test joke. <laughs> I'd love that if someone came up to you and just started doing Smackdown podcast-based bits. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be so happy. Please do. It'd be yeah. amazing if you do. Um... Uh, on the podcast... <laughs> Warbus the test. Oh, um, <laughs> spy. I don't know. Run up to Matthew and without context, <laughs> tell him your favourite Diddy Kong racing character. <laughs> without context. Hi, I'm Banjo. All right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you get in my room? <laughs> uh, i got a great guest for Desert Island Graps next week. Who, who, who? Recorded this the other day. I'm really excited about it. Uh... I'll tell you the story behind it. We, Alex and I, were watching Paul Hollywood Eats Japan on Netflix. Sadly, not a, not a horror movie. Not a movie. literal thing. Not though. a disaster movie, oh, sadly. Shame. Documentary about Paul Hollywood going around Japan. And, and one of the people that he, that he spent some time with, showed him around Japan, was this guy called Ladybeard, mm-hmm. who is a cross-dressing, <laughs> death metal professional wrestler from Australia. who moved over to Japan... To right. start a life for themselves as as an actor, ends up getting into wrestling, Sorry, and then became a, a a death metal singer with his band Baby Beard. And I was fascinated by Lady Beard, and I found them on Twitter. One hundred eighteen thousand people already know the secret of Lady Beard, and I reached out and I said, "Do you want to come have a chat about wrestling?" And totally up for it we recorded it the other day you'll hear it on wednesday it is a ride that we go on it is a wild ride i can't wait for you to meet lady beard if you're meeting them for the first time they are so good oh they're so much fun really excited i don't know what i was expecting but it wasn't that no i know it's amazing and this is what i love about this particular episode design graphs is is it's very out there with somebody who you the the only person like lady beard on planet earth is lady beard so I can't wait for you to, to, to meet Lady Beard. It's going to be a lovely time. That's on the podcast feed. A little later on in the week. Uh, enjoy AEW Revolution in the 20th oh, yeah. year of the Lord 2022. That's a thing that's happening. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, even though he's just spent all his money buying a Hornby train set in Ring of Honor, I don't know how Tony Khan will resist the urge to not offer Cesaro a contract just so he can grab the brass ring on Sunday. But I guess we will find out. Uh, he can't resist, can he? 
He's got a bit more, a few quid in the coffers. He can't. I'd love to be Tony Khan. Oh, yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. He just gets to basically play EWR Dad, in real life. Dad, Watson, Watson, I'm talking to famous people. I was going to buy Ring of Honor. Oh. <laughs> Have you done your homework? <laughs> Most of it. Finish your homework, then get on Ring of Honor. I want to buy it now! No. It's going out of business. Someone else might buy it. No one's we've, buying it. We've got Ring of Honor at home. No, that's AEW Dark. I've got that. Oh, oh, Dad. You think all wrestling's the same? Oh, God. Oh, whatever. You buy it, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Yeah, yeah, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> we love you as well. He's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> We're at Goldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Dead Linda. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.